I want to take you to two passages of Scripture, one found on the page 53 and the other found on page 61. The first is from Isaiah 43, and we're preparing our hearts for Passover. It's sort of making space for God. That was the idea of Lent, the 40-day journey that sort of gets you there. And Isaiah 43 verse 8 is our first scripture. Lead out those who have ears, who have eyes rather, but are blind, who have ears but are deaf. All the nations gather together and all the people assemble. The power of this passage of scripture is a couple of thoughts to it. The first is this idea that having eyes doesn't mean we see well and having ears doesn't mean we hear well, that it becomes necessary to ask God to strip away the clutter and help us refocus. Passover, we've already shared, should do that. And then there is this added um, powerful moment in that verse that says, all the nations gather together. Do you know that there is a lot that makes us all equal? We may be different in talent and different in skin tone, and we may have different interests and tastes and all kinds of things, lots of things that make us different. But there are certain fundamental things that make us the same. We always say our blood is red, irrespective of what our backgrounds are. But there is another thing that makes us all the same. We're all equally sinners, and we're all equally saved by the same Savior. One of the reasons why I absolutely love our church is that it is a non-racial, multicultural church. It reminds me that the gospel has reach in every language, from every background, into every circumstance, and touches every culture. There's a reminder that the gospel is available to everyone. I hope you're in a church uh, that uh, represents that because it's absolutely what the book of Revelation tells us heaven is like. People from every tribe and nation and people worshiping the Lord. There's an equality to all of us by reminding ourselves that we're all equally sinners and we're all equally saved by the same Savior. And we should be careful not to flex our spirituality, make somebody else feel lesser or make ourselves feel superior in an unhealthy way. In fact, the Bible says we ought to be careful how we see ourselves and not see ourselves above what we ought, but in humility of heart, serving and loving one another. Passover should remind us of that. At the foot of the cross, we really are titleless, except for this one thing, that we are sinners saved by grace and now equally sons and daughters, brothers and sisters. There's a reminder in Passover of all of that because I guess it's human nature to feel like we're winning more than somebody else is winning. And the win at the cross is Christ himself. And so I wanted to remind you of that as an introduction to today's conversation on, on our Passover thoughts, that there is a sense of equality to all of that, and we need fresh sight and we need fresh insight in a reminder of that. And then the passage uh, in our document on page 61 is from Matthew chapter 26. Verse 38 says this, Then Jesus said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow, almost to the point of death. Stay here, keep watch with me. And going a little further, he fell on his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. That's Matthew 26, uh, 38 to 39. I quite enjoy gardening. I know it's a nerdy thing to do. Uh, and I always think of gardens in a positive sense. 
uh, even biblically, the Garden of Eden and in, in John chapter 16, uh, uh, we, we are the vine and, and he is the gardener and he prunes in us. So there's, it's always positive, the idea of seed sown and things grown. But there is a dark moment in a garden, isn't there? Garden of Gethsemane. And this is the appropriate time to have that conversation, this traction and journey towards Passover and the Garden of Gethsemane. And there is a really significant moment, how's Brian? There's a significant moment in that. And one of the most powerful parts of that moment is this, that Jesus encourages us to do this together. He needed company even in his toughest moment. He just didn't want to be left alone. And you should also learn a lesson from that. Be wise that even when you're going through dark moments, don't isolate yourself. Isolation will increase depression, increase sorrow, increase sadness. He takes his disciples with. Even if they disappoint you, the disciples did. They fell asleep. We know the story. Your friends won't be enough, but it's better than doing it on your own. And he brings some people into it. But then there's a further conversation here that's, I think, so powerful, and that's the idea of submission, to surrender to God. And I want to encourage you today that part of Passover is just the acknowledgement that he's Lord over us all. And we just surrender to him. We submit to the Lord. Those are, surrender and submission are not very popular words and uh, uh, in society. But, but just because they're not in fashion at the moment doesn't mean they're not in faith. And we should do them in faith because uh, fashions are volatile. But faith is eternal. And I want to encourage you to build an eternal journey towards that. And Christ himself needed submission. Christ himself needed submission. And I think there's something really powerful uh, about that, demonstrated submission to the Father. So uh, in the garden, we learn submission. In the garden, we learn to stand by. Watch and pray. The Lord will do great things. Watch and pray in your life. The Lord will do great things. Stay alert. Uh, your enemy is after you. And Passover reminds us of those fundamentals. So I, I want to encourage you, wherever in the world you are watching, I see lots of people watching from all kinds of places. I have a screen that shows all the comments blended from all the platforms. And I want to encourage you today, as you navigate your heart towards Passover, that first and foremost, we're all equal before God on the fundamentals, that we are equally sinners and equally saved by the same Savior, that we should represent that multiculturally and keep our hearts open for all people from every tribe and nation to walk with Jesus, and, and that hopefully our churches will always represent that. And then secondly, that we should submit, stand by, and stay alert. You're going to have to make a turn at that garden at some point. It's a pit stop on the way to the empty tomb. And I hope you will. So let's take a moment to pray. Please remember, subscribe to our channel, YouTube family. And please remember to share on Facebook, Facebook family. And um, let's take a moment to pray. And I'll see you same time tomorrow. Father, we thank you so much for the power of your word, reminding us that those things that truly matter, spiritual things, define us all as equal. That there is now no difference uh, before Christ on spiritual matters between man and woman, slave and free, rich or poor, no matter the tribe or the background, that our equality is this, that we were all equally sinners in need of a savior. And thank you for saving our souls. And secondly, we pray, Lord, that you will help us take a moment in the Garden of Gethsemane and remember to submit to you and your will, to stand by and watch what great things you will do and to stay alert, to watch and pray because significant things are still coming. And we acknowledge that and thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.